Part 1 Introduction to a Small American Town The town of Carlisle, Kansas in the year 1895 was modest. A failed settlement left inhabited by several dozens of people who formed a quiet agricultural community in the heart of a rapidly changing nation. Carlisle was populated by families, farmers, sparse local tradespeople, and the odd traveler, all of whom were uncommonly prolific in writing and recording their daily lives. They left behind a rich record of a town at a curious crossroads in American history, a record that sat in boxes in the basement of the Allen County Archive of Kansan history over the course of a century. For the first time since their collection, These documents and writings were recently examined in full, and on their canvas is painted a remarkable portrait. Welcome to That Be Revival, an anthology podcast that invites you to take an unprecedented glimpse inside day-to-day life on the American plains at the turn of a new century. This series brings together the wealth of primary texts created in Carlisle, Kansas in 1895. Through verbatim recreations, you'll hear professional actors give life to these texts without altering their original wording in any way. Each week, you will hear a new account of life in Carlisle. Our first is a series of letters exchanged in the mail cubby at a small inn near the center of the town. It is June 23rd. Mr. August Baker, I received your name on my ledger in the morning, and I'm happy to have you stay at my inn. I see you have already found a room. Seeing as all were vacant, you did an acceptable thing. Smoking in the room will be fine, though from the smell of it, you had no qualm helping yourself. Please make yourself at home. After all, my mother always said... Home is the place where, if you knock, they have to take you in. Signed, Clara Roberts, June 23rd, 1895. Mr. August Baker, I hope I was not too curt in my prior letter. I do wish you the warmest of welcomes to our fair town of Carlisle, and hope you enjoy your stay here. That said, how long will your stay be, you reckon? I see you have no end date in the ledger. Anyhow, 
I have yet to run into you, but hope to soon. It's been some time since we've had a guest here at the Carlisle Inn. Maybe we can share one of those cigars I see you've been leaving on the dresser? I have never had one myself, but my dear father enjoyed them when he would come home from his tireless days of mapping railroads all across the state. Oh, he sure tried to bring more activity to our Carlisle station, but alas, his dreams of this town becoming a hub for travelers and gamblers alike never did seem to come true. Though, I never was sure how serious he was about that. Anyhow, anytime I see an approaching smokestack on the horizon, I think of him and recall that smell of fresh rolled tobacco. Look at me, going on about nothing. I'll be at my desk, should you have any questions, or be lonesome like me. I've got a nice spot on the porch for stargazing. Signed, Clara Roberts, June 26, Ms. Roberts, first let me assure you I am not offended by your curtness. I am a curt man and appreciate the quality in others, especially those involved in the world of commerce as I am. It can be a tricky world to navigate and I find getting straight to the point saves everybody a bit of God-given time and maybe even a penny or two. I am sorry to have missed you in my comings and goings thus far. My business is sadly unpredictable, and as such I must keep some strange hours. Hopefully I will catch you at your desk sometime soon. And as for an end date, well, ma'am, that much I cannot yet say. Suffice it to say I will be drifting around Carlisle for a few more days at the least. I have been about the town today, such as it is. I have seen your inn, of course. the schoolhouse in the station. The farms I hear tell of are out of ways, I presume. A charmingly simple locale. But if I may, ma'am, what other sorts of institutions do you have here in Carlisle? I am eager for your expert recommendations. Thank you kindly for your hospitality. Signed, August Baker, June 29th, 1895. Mr. Baker, though I have yet to see you, I can tell you are an honorable man, inclined to business like myself and my beloved father before me. I hope you do find time to rest soon, lest you be worn down to your early grave like my father dearest. He has passed. As for me, seems like all I have is rest these days, and all too plenty time to contemplate my thoughts and purpose here on this earth. Sometimes, whilst I'm gazing at those stars at night, I wonder if I'm just a star, kept in a shell, waiting to pass and join my father in the sky. 
Or maybe when I die, nothing more will happen than my corpse will feed the earth and be a soil for a tree or a bush or a flower or a weed, perhaps. Sort of makes you think, what is a weed anyhow? Though Mother always said it made God angry when I talked like this. And in my heart, I do know it is always his plan. Please do not doubt me of that, Mr. Baker. Anyhow, what are your opinions of weeds? I'll be at my desk if you would prefer to discuss it in person. I sure would. Signed, Clara Roberts, June 30, 1895. Postscript, your balance is 80 cents now, whenever you have the opportunity to settle up payment. Ms. Roberts, my, my, seems you've had one of those nights. By which I mean to say, of course, one of those nights where Though the body may be weary, the mind cannot seem to catch a single moment's rest. I know those nights well myself seem to creep up on a man when he least expects it. I pray it is not too much of intrusion on you, but might I ask after a modest volume of whiskey? I have had troubled rest of late, and I find that it helps me ease down toward sleep. I truly hope this makes you think no less of my stature as a gentleman. Please forgive this digression. My business with this town is no matter, and I respect your avoiding my concerns. Your hospitality has been more than enough accommodation for my travels. Back to the point of the matter, it seems your late father is much on your mind. That phenomenon, too, I can lay claim to with familiarity. I wasn't always the type of man best reached through letters left on a countertop. I was once settled as it seems your late father was. A man of family, a, a man of faith, a man who would have agreed with your mother about God and his plans. I can't say where that man has gone. Seems to have slipped off on one of these nights when I was up thinking, staring at my loafers. Ma'am, I, I think it's plumb fantastic that you stare at the stars. I've always been inclined downward myself towards the earth to which we all must return. That dirt and the gas beneath it, broken down till we're all just clouds of morning mist that you sometimes see next to the road on a dewy day in early autumn. I'll make sure to leave my fee on the counter as soon as I'm paid. Should be any day now. Signed, August Baker, July the 2nd, 1895. Mr. Baker. Perhaps I need to turn my gazes from the stars, and more toward the horizon. I often spend so much time thinking about what's to come after this life, that I do not feel I'm living this one. What if God is here on Earth? What if he's one of us? Or all of us? What if he's you? Sometimes, I think about how I run this here in, and you're my guest, and we're a little like you're Jesus, and I'm a soul about to be saved by the good deed I'm doing, letting you stay here rent-free. Maybe this is my way of making up to him those awful thoughts I had since Papa died, the ones where he doesn't... Oh, 
Maybe I've said too much. Anyhow, here's a small ration of whiskey I had. I hope you like it. Signed, Clara Roberts, July 3rd, 1895. Ms. Roberts, there is too much space between the dirt and the stars for our thoughts of God to be hiding in. It's like a needle in a haystack. If every star was a haystack and the needle was smaller than a grain of sand. Sometimes God's at the bottom of the whiskey bottle. Others, he's right up there at the top, just a-howling. Don't do it, my child. Don't drink me down. But I drink him down all the same. I, I drink him down. What's that they say in the church? This is my body. This is my blood. Not that I've set foot in a church in many years now. Bathsheba used to take me. She had that beautiful voice, singing-like. Our children had it, too. But when those last rains came before the great dust, my past, as well as all the human souls within it, was swept down current like so many grains of dirt. Sediment. Sediment for the catfish to rut in. Out some delta water going. Mud grass flowing under the current. And meanwhile, we sit here scribbling about God. Ah, oh, hell. The room's spinning like my heart. Big wobbly circles. Signed, August Baker, July the 8th, 1895. Mr. Baker, any river you see is home to just as much life as all the land under heaven, where so many things rutten. Tiny creatures, so small we ain't never seen none of them for more than half a moment, unconvinced it was ever there and each one needing light to swim by, just like every child. God's children, each one, just looking for a word to show them away. And when the preacher come round talking things about salvation and revival, each star in this town shines a little brighter, it does. But words can be light too, sometimes, and I'm keen to think perhaps a hymn or a song or a prayer spoken aloud is enough light to give guidance in this dark world. Oh, but can't you walk from one star to another? If you keep your head up and your feet walking on forward, as long as they don't trip, can you start where one begins and another ends? Or have you gone on so long that then it's morning and you can't see the stars anymore? 
When the sky's darkening in late day, it's the color of that deep creek water out Florence Way, and you wonder if the stars are underwater, or if we are underwater. If that night sky is just a great big river, and we are a bubble in it. And one day, that bubble will go and pop, and all the water will come back in, and it'll be the great flood again. Only God said he'd only do it the once. That's what the rainbow said in the end. I'll never wash my hands of you, my children. I'll never wash my hands of you. Signed, Clara Roberts, July 9th, 1895. Mr. Baker? I haven't smelled cigars here the last few days. I hope you've just given up the habit, but your sheets seem clean too. Should you ever return, this room will remain yours. My best and only guest in a time of need and questions. I'll think of you fondly and see you and the Lord in every whiskey bottle. We never met, and yet I love you. Signed, Clara Roberts, July 12th, 1895. Next week on That Be Revival, a preacher's coming to town. Be sure to visit thatbyrevival.net to download our weekly newsletter. In it, you'll find photographs, documents, and other material on this week's topic that we couldn't fit in the episode. Thank you for listening.